Good morning for Friday, July 9th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. In this morning's headlines, smugglers blunt sanctions against Iran. A judge rejects a federal ban on gay unions. Ten plead guilty in a spying case as swap unfolds. In the National News, grim sleeper fuels debate on DNA procedure. Four are charged in a brutal New York killing. In the international news, three arrests in Europe are tied to terror plots. In the business headlines, walking away from million-dollar mortgages. Retailers are reporting lackluster sales in June, and in a move to combat debt, Greece approves a pension bill. Also, the suspense is over. LeBron James heads to Miami. Those stories, more national and world news as well, and a roundup from the sports page, along with the opinions of New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Sam Dagger from Penjwin, Iraq. It's headlined, Smugglers Blunt Sanctions Against Iran. Even as the United States imposes new sanctions on Iran, one of the biggest gaps in American strategy is on full display in Iraq, where hundreds of millions of dollars in crude oil and refined products are smuggled over the scenic mountains of Iraqi Kurdistan every year. Day after day, without formal authorization from Baghdad, more than a thousand tankers snake through this town on Iraq's border with Iran, not only undercutting recent American sanctions, but also worsening tensions with the Iraqi government over how to divide the country's oil profits. The scale and organization of the trade has raised concerns among American officials here, said one senior American official in northern Iraq, who would speak about the Iran oil trade only anonymously following diplomatic ground rules. They fear the proceeds from the sales could be flowing to corrupt Iraqi politicians and benefiting the Iranian government, even as the United States has approved new unilateral sanctions against Tehran, imposing penalties on foreign entities that sell refined petroleum products to Iran. A senior Kurdish government official said that the benefits from a business he described as elaborate and huge went to the region's two governing parties and affiliated companies, and that officials and politicians in Baghdad were involved as well. Smuggling of oil and other goods and commodities along Iraq's porous borders thrived in the 1990s, when Iraq was under international sanctions. But the semi-official nature of the current trade underscored how business interests had trumped the messy politics of Iraq and the region. The trade is supported by an estimated 70 mini-refineries known in the industry as topping plants, said the Kurdistan region's oil minister, Ashti Harami. They're dotted around the Kurdistan region and Kurdish-controlled areas in nearby Kirkuk and Nineveh province, he said, and many of them are unlicensed. Abdul Karim Adeloibi, Iraq's deputy oil minister for production, said he was unaware of oil exports to Iran from the Kurdistan region, adding that all the many refineries were illegal. Analysts say that the Kurdish region's oil trade with Iran provides a revenue source that it does not have to share with Baghdad, at least for now, diminishing its reliance on exports to Turkey. It also grants them leverage in resolving oil and internal border disputes with Baghdad. But questions about the legitimacy of the region's oil activities are increasingly coming from within. Kurdistan is like an island with no rule of law when it comes to oil, says Abdullah Malanuri, a member of the region's parliament from the Goran opposition movement, which broke away from one of the governing parties last year and has accused them of rampant corruption. 
Malaniri wants revenue from the Iran trade to flow into the region's budget after deducting what is owed to the rest of Iraq, 83 percent, according to current arrangements.